Hello and welcome to Make Mine Mayday Audio Edition. I'm Zach Joyner, your friendly neighborhood host of the website and executive producer of the Spidey Dude Radio Network. Before we get started, I want to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash Spidey Network. Vinkman, Scott, Jurgen, Greg, Phoenician, and Kaylee, thank you for your support of this show as well as all of our shows here on the Spidey Radio Network. Shows such as Voices from the Area Gargoyles podcast, Amazing Spider-Man Classics with Season 2 dropping very soon, CSC, Clone Saga Chronicles, uh, the final episode dropping very soon as well. Of course, we also have the Spectacular Radio, the Spectacular Spider-Man podcast that was completed here on the show, or on the network, excuse me. And of course, we have all of our shows are available on our various podcasting platforms, such as Apple, Google, Spotify. Be sure to give us a five-star review and rate us on those various platforms. Helps us helps people find the show. Leave us reviews. You can leave us a review on on those particular platforms. You can leave us reviews on. Let's send us an email, makemymayday at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail, 818-925-6631. And of course, uh, we want to also let everybody know we do live stream these programs, so we give our disclaimer at the beginning of every episode. Pay us no mind as we uh, go through and uh, make some references to visual aids. Be sure to check us out if you like. If you want to know more, go on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Network. Of course, you can always find everything at MakeByMayday.com and Spidey-Dude.com as well. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening here on the Audio Edition, and we will see you very soon. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Make Mine Mayday. I'm Zach Joyner, your friendly neighborhood webmaster of Spidey-Dude.com, executive producer of the Spidey-Dude Radio Network. And once again, I am... Here live, we are so excited by our first show of the new year, our first show of 2022 here on Make My Mayday. Before we get started, we want to give a special thanks to our patrons, Vinkman, Scott, Jurgen, and Greg. Thank you guys for your contributions and your support. You can learn more at patreon.com slash network. Got some great stuff coming up later on this year. And, of course, I am that webmaster of that website, but I am always joined by Kelly. Hi, hi. So, welcome back, Kelly. It's a, it's a new year, 2022. It is a Hof- new year. Hopefully it is not 2022. Are, are you sure? <laughs> Let's hope. Bob, after Bob Saget, you know, and Betty White, it was, <laughs> we thought well, that 2021 won. Sydney Portier. And Sydney Portier, yeah. Can't forget that. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, what, what are we going to do? All right. So, so welcome back to everybody. We got some comments. Uh, before we also let everybody know, before we get started, too, uh, we got, we'll have some visual aids. Those that are listening to our audio version, we'll have some visual aids references on there. So, hopefully, you guys um, will be listening. And we, I am still working on the audio additions. Didn't get nearly as much done over the break as I wanted to, but, you know, life happens. So, hello to SoFlo. And Vinkman and uh, W Defender. Hello. Hi. And Ryan Reed. So Hello. welcome to the show, guys. Uh, be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Uh, and let us know on... Uh, hit the notification bell if you haven't already. And let us know how we're doing as well. So uh, we got a little bit of housekeeping you want to talk about? Yeah. So I did write down just to kind of hit it off about uh, a new schedule. Because I know last year... When we set the intentions for this show in 2021, I 
both of us, but I was very adamant on once a week thinking mm-hmm. we were going to like really just chug through it and be able to do everything because I was so excited. And um, as we all know, that did not happen. <laughs> um, so I feel like we should go ahead and make that official that like we're aiming for twice a month versus mm-hmm. weekly. Um, again, also, it's to slow it down a little bit because even though we didn't, we weren't quite as consistent as I wanted us to be, we were fairly consistent and we did a lot of shows. And we are now like right after we finish this episode and the issues that we go over, we have Last Man Standing and then it's basically chugging towards the end. Um, yeah, volume one, yeah. About, yeah, with the two books. And then, like, I, because you know me, I like have everything kind of planned out in my calendar already for the whole, all of the issues. And so, yeah. We're, uh, we're pretty much halfway there. <laughs> um, so we're slowing yeah. it down a little bit, slowing down what we, um, instead of like five or six books as a normal, we're going to kind of stick to four unless there's just no way around it. Like if we're doing a mini, like next episode is last man standing. Um, Obviously we're just going to do that as one whole because it makes more sense. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. And I'm going to talk about the story of that more next episode, but that's, that's a, that's a fun little jaunt. I've got got to also confirm a couple of things. I'm going to confer with the uh, guys at the message board. Uh, And I'm also going to try to use the way back machine to, uh, to because I rem- I just remember the reaction on that was so hugely hyped and positive so yeah. I'm looking forward to that yeah but yeah uh, a large part of my my big rant on this was just you know saying too like we needed to, to really because I know I got there were times where I was so stressed out about missing the show even though it you know wasn't in my control and ultimately it wasn't like in your control either. Um, you know, but getting so stressed out, like, I just don't want us to do that. So, like I said, we, I, wait, I have sent wait. Zach a plan. It's not necessarily like for like finalized yet, but like yeah. I thought about what his schedule might be knowing mm-hmm. my schedule and what I want to do this year. So like, I know that like March and April, we might only do one show. I know September mm-hmm. and December will probably only do one show, maybe yeah. November, maybe October. Um, cause I'm hoping I can go to Japan around that. Yeah. Time. Japan. Japan. So yeah. So like, again, lots of things, but we are going to slow it down a little bit, but hopefully that helps us, uh, yeah. with our yeah. work life balance. Cause again, ultimately at the end of the day, we are doing the show because we love spider girl. We love you guys, but it's a hobby. Uh, so we're trying our best not to <laughs> kill ourselves. Yeah, and um, it's you know, and, and it's you know, thing too. You know, you've got things going on. I've got family. You know, it, it just it is <laughs> trying to you know trying to do a weekly show is hard. And it yeah. was so much easier when we didn't have to worry about commutes and we were all <laughs> locked down. Yeah, and yeah, because like I got here. Th- what no i got here exactly an hour which is like a miracle because i didn't think that was going to happen right i got home an hour before we recorded so that's what i'm i'm hoping i'm just giving you guys the rundown um of what we're hoping to do so don't get mad at us if you know you're not seeing four episodes a month 
Yeah, um, yeah. Two episodes are, are going to... At least two episodes. Hopefully, we get at least two episodes, and this is going to be the same thing with SDE. I mean, we've yeah. we kind of we kind of went to that format too because we were, you know, even though the books have been coming out weekly for the last year or so, um, it's been the same thing. It's just to me that the twice a month format on that show has worked out, and and, and I think it'll work out good here too. Because I mean, we're almost done with volume one, which is crazy for me to think oh, yeah. that we are, uh, you know, almost done with volume one here oh, yeah. in a few yeah, episodes. I mean- we are we are so far past, um, you know. We're because yeah, we, we learned today during research um, that you know, Marvel Unlimited. Um, if that's the scan, like if those are like the dead scans that Marvel has, and that's what they're going to continue to use and reprint, we have a problem. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And- so uh, yeah, you know that's why it's like. I've like lost my track of thought. It no made sense, and now I'm done. <laughs> but um, but overall, once we get the dates finalized, yeah. they're going to be up on the Spidey Dude Events page, and then we'll try to I'll be get, be able to create the episodes in advance on YouTube at least. Um, it'll allow me to do that, but Facebook won't do it unless it's exactly seven days out. Yeah. So the best way is to subscribe, hit the hit the bell icon, um, and and make sure you get the notifications. You know, follow us on both both platforms, but the at least with YouTube, I can I can get those scheduled out, and then of course follow us on our social medias mm-hmm. if we have updates. You know, at make my mayday on Twitter at Spidey Radio on Twitter as well. well. Actually, actually too, um, I was gifted a a domain name. Uh, yeah. So right now it's connected to Linktree, um, which I've always embedded the the these recordings on there. Um, but you can go to make my mayday.com and yeah. right. Like people, if you type that in, you can see the show right as we're recording. Um, cause it's fed directly from YouTube. So you can either click on it. It'll take you to YouTube or you can just watch it on the website. Yeah. And, and, uh, all the, all the audio editions, uh, they finally have fixed a couple of the bugs. There was a couple of stream yard bugs that were going on. Mm-hmm. So, um, some of the most recent episodes I've uploaded have the YouTube, stuff on the website but uh and if i can get everything going right now that the the uh, the embedding element on on wordpress is finally working correctly uh we can finally get uh we can have it streaming on the website as well so yeah. via youtube as well so that'll that, there there'll be multiple outlets you'll be able to see like make my uh, dot com so yeah. you know we're we're super excited i mean like I say, this is such a labor of love for both of us, and, and I know we, we put a lot of uh, passion behind it, and, and we're just you know thankful for everybody that watches us oh, each yeah. and every each yeah, and every stream. I, so believe me, I I appreciate everybody that's reached out and wanted to talk because this is one of my favorite things to talk about. <laughs> while we have the show, uh, so you know I know that it's turned into more of like us recapping everything, but I actually mm-hmm. really enjoy that because like we'll get into. <laughs> These things need to be recorded. <laughs> oh, man. So they're not lost forever. Because um, I have yeah. a feeling that's going to happen if I cannot get a hold of Marvel. Um, so we'll talk about that. But yeah, like. It's... And let me tell you, the, the, it, once Kelly sets her mind with some tenacity in terms of trying to get a hold of something or, or get answers, I just get out of her way and be like, listen. I will support. What do you want me to do? Like, because because we'll talk about this with the uh, with our I next. I try, man. I do try. I mean, 
I'm still yet to get justice for day two, but maybe I can do that while I fix this, because this is kind of a little bit more important. Yeah! Um, but, yeah, you know, this one's bizarre. Speaking speaking of uh, tenacity, I might have finally met my match if we're going to go into news. Yeah, um, so we have our, 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 our... This has been a news topic that's been happening on and off for several episodes, but oh my gosh. All right, so after finding out... Um, that they're, you know, basically finding out that apparently there were pop, Funko Pops, not just in Australia, but uh, everywhere. And it's but America. Their national version that none of us knew about because uh, Pop in a Box said that they were the U.S. exclusive. Um, <laughs> I started looking and asking and bugging. And um, I think the last update I had, I don't know if we ever announced it on the social medias but i had gotten told like basically on christmas eve by a t- customer relations team leader her name was sue feel free to use it um when you're messing like talking to them because you need it um but sue said that they well were every supposed- time you talk to somebody there's a different name there is there's always a different name but this this is also back when like i pulled uh all the board members of the group that owns pop in a box and was emailing them daily with recap saying hey this is what happened this is what happened this is what happened do y'all really want to keep doing this because technically false advertising is an ftc violation and you can lose your business license uh let's talk (laughs) (laughs) y'all anyway anyway um so on Literally, like, on Christmas Eve, um, Sue said that they should be shipping out on January 5th. However, dates can change. She she did say that, and I understand right. that. I deal with that at work, like we all do, in terms of, like, supply and demand and everything. So, like, I'm not too – I wasn't too concerned. Well, obviously, that date came and went. And somebody on Twitter was talking on, about how they were asking for updates, and one of the customer service people just canceled their order, and then straight up told them after they canceled it, "Oh, um, it's sold out. We can't re- we can't replace the order." And they started doing after, it to okay. a lot. They actually started doing it to quite a few people. I found out, so I'm I'm really mad now. Like, um, I'm really mad. And I, I, and this is yeah. me asking. I asked every day since uh, November, what, 22nd? Whenever Frogo posted his lovely six pops that he got from his comic book shop <laughs> yeah, in Australia, like, he got them first, which, I mean... Which here, has never again, happened in the history of ever for, for, no, for him. <laughs> and here's the thing. I'm totally cool. He deserves, yeah. he deserves to be first. That's fine. The issue yeah. is that, like, can't find them anywhere. I... <laughs> I guess I'll go ahead to show you. Uh, yeah. Now, of course, uh, my nephew said that this is a gift he totally found on the internet, and I totally just didn't buy, and he just opened the box after we saw No Way Home. <laughs> and then made me wrap it. Of course he did. Um, well, he said, it, he said it was from Gabe and Santa. So, oh. Yeah. So uh, I found this on eBay because local comic book shops um, here in the United States have now been able to get access to the international version. And um, the only thing that I figured out going all the way around uh, Pop in a Box is they're waiting on this little sticker 
for their exclusives, and they're actually delayed on almost everything. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> I just want us to get our pops, so we never have to deal with these people again. <coughs> and it's not like that. Like, and the thing is, is like, especially at the, my, my old comic shop, the one that I used to be before we moved. Yeah. You know, they used to deal with Funkos a lot. They got Funkos every week. And they dealt with Funko all the time. And they had a few pop-in-the-box exclusives that they had acquired. And, like, I even called them and I was like, have you heard anything about this? And Because I'm telling the story and she goes, that is the weirdest thing I've heard. Everybody thinks that it's weird, but here's the thing. Too many people have different stories. If it's not a big thing... Which, unfortunately, Spider-Girl, as much as it is a part of Marvel, it's not Marvel Studios, so there's not Disney sitting there breathing down their necks. Mm-hmm. It's not, ha- like, unfortunately, it's just not, um, it's, it, not, it's not being watched. And I think the thing is, is yeah. too, this, this stuff was bungled completely, um, even on the international side, because it actually came out earlier than it was supposed to. So, like, from everything that I've heard and I've seen and I've been able to kind of research and figure out, this has just been an entire cluster of insanity. And I feel sorry for everybody, but I'm also just like, pop in the box, what are you doing? Because, um, you know, in the real world, uh, most of my job skills... Not that I necessarily use them where I'm currently am, but my job skills are in customer service and literally creating policies and procedures with the customer mindset for call centers and cu- like customer service agents. Yeah. Not a single thing <laughs> has oh. been done the way that I have ever, ever learned it or trained it. And I am just sitting there flabbergasted because like, you know, I've done, I was a consultant for like, uh, you know, you know, those surveys that you get and how you do the scores <laughs> right, you know, right, to right. try and basically beat certain, you know, certain companies that have very, very high stuff. Like I was literally mm-hmm. trained on thinking like that. Right. Right. And I'm like, I can't, I can't like every, almost every single time I can't, we just before we even start, you know, we even recorded, um, the last message I got was, obviously, I ordered these, I think it was July 30th, uh, September 21st. Uh, I ordered it the moment yeah. it opened. Uh, you guys know how much I was pushing for everybody to pre-order it, so I do feel responsible, and I'm very sorry. I did not, I mean, every, I did every, not foresee this, man. Um, <laughs> like, and I'll go into a little bit with me, you know, between what you were saying um, I, I sent it. To, I sent it to my my friends. Oh, that's gorgeous! I love it. The paint here is a little bit weird, but it might just be mine. You can see yeah. where it bled a little bit. Yeah, that that's Which is why I want another one. I mean, exactly. But like, no. I mean, ultimately, it it looks gorgeous. great. I think yeah. it was just. I really ultimately think that there was a mixture of it being too ambitious and over demand. And nobody knowing how to manage anything is what I really think. I, I yeah no I, I well it, it, and when Spider Girl fans are mobilized, they mobilize. 
Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's what they do. They I, I mobilize out. And well, too, think about Funko. Think about Spider-Verse. Think about um, newer, like, they might not be Spider-Girl fans, but right. they're fans of Spider-Man, and they want... They Every want Spider-Man ever, yeah. Exactly. And I, it's... Yeah. And it's such a... It's such a... It's so frustrating. Because we kind of talked about this a little bit last night on our live stream here on the channel mm-hmm. uh, with the Marvel Legends. You know, when you have exclusives, it's it's a crapshoot. I mean, I was uh, yeah. particularly I was talking about like Walgreens exclusives. They're so hard to find in the wild. You have to go in the aftermarket. And it's sounding like in this case with this Funko, it shouldn't have been this way because these were pre-ordered. And then you sit there and, the, and the, the, the add insult to injury for the holidays, you sit there and say, oh, pre-order again, but you, the, those that waited to pre-order, you get free shipping. That is so disingenuous. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We talked about I that mean, last episode. That was, it, it, that's like, asinine. Well, it, it, it <clears throat> proves that they don't care. Right. And that's the thing that I think they need a serious uh, overhaul. Uh, so, again... I am so sorry to anybody that, you know, is kind of in the waiting game. I luckily, I think, still have mine. I don't think they've canceled it. They'll probably listen to this and then cancel me, <laughs> cancel my order. Um, yeah, but, which I'm be, I'm be, I'm be irritated because, like, we already paid for it, you know? No, I mean, that's the thing. Well, th- see, do you know one of them actually told me at one time, um, one of them straight up was like, oh, this is a pre-authorization. You didn't actually get charged. I'm like, I'm sorry. I used my debit card, so I did get charged. That might happen to some credit cards. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't happen with a debit. You do. Have I don't my use money. credit cards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, you know, and then there was the whole uh, or like you know, if it's PayPal, it doesn't matter if it's pre-auth. PayPal took the money. Um, exactly. That's, that's the case. And so they clearly don't know what they're talking about. Um, like I was going to say is that when I ordered it, you know, I ordered it immediately. Uh, the last message I got just asking for an update, saying, "Hey, I talked to Sue. She said January fifth. Obviously, that's come and gone." Can I can I just get a uh, update, please? She said she'd send me an update. She hasn't. I'm asking. Uh, somebody straight up was go- straight up said, "Oh, I see that you ordered this on July 30th, 2022. You'll receive it on July 30th, 2022." And I was like, "You clearly just read when I ordered it and messed up the year." <laughs> Because it's going to take me. Okay, okay, this is not Galactus that takes a year to produce. Okay, this is not you know this is not a Haslab. It does. Uh, Apparently, Haslab. Uh, Clearly, this is exclusive of the exclusives. (laughs) Um, mine better come with glitter. Oh uh, my god! Yeah, uh, no. They they ought to send everybody both the 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 the. Yeah, they need to send everybody uh, April. Yeah, like like you know that that's the least you could do. Pop in a box. I just I can't like I can't. So again, I'm frustrated. I know everybody else is frustrated. I am trying my best to get uh, some actual information uh, since they don't want to admit their wrongdoings. If you hear Waylon in the background, he is just so beside himself about how bad yeah. this is. No, I mean I feel that. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, I you know I'm just saying I'm trying, guys. I'm so sorry. Uh, this seems like this is going to be um, a time. So we'll we'll see. Um, but there is what? some... We can pivot to the, the, the better news, though. Um, 
Well, it's not better news, but right. uh, yeah. So, as per usual, um, whenever something is officially confirmed, um, when it comes to these complete collections, Amazon and your big retailers generally wind up being delayed by one week. And that is the case here. Amazon did send an update saying, hey, your due date has changed. So now it's going to be, uh, I did not even, I didn't write the date on there, but it's the second week of April. Um, so it's going to be the second Tuesday where I think originally it was uh, 4 four twenty-two, And now it's like 4... Yeah, but it was 4 five twenty-two. It's the, it would yeah. be the, the 12th. I just yeah, looked it 12th. up. There we go. So... Um, yeah, so it is officially on Slate with Amazon to be shipped um, on that date. So I know that local comic book shops should be getting it the week before. Uh, you might find uh, international versions earlier than that, as we've seen, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, at least it's, at least that seems to be going just fine. Uh, that is going to be I, on been... track. No, no, no real delays. Yeah, I've been told that the, at least the trade paperbacks side of things has been fine. Apparently, Diamond has had a very rough couple of weeks, <laughs> and they're having issues with getting individual books out. But uh, on the Marvel side, but uh, the it seems like the bookstore retailers are doing just fine. Yeah, well, Diamond. Um... I don't think Diamond's ever done the complete collections. Those have always been somebody else. Um, yeah. Also, we could go into a whole thing about. I feel. I actually kind of feel bad about Diamond. Um, but and <laughs> yeah, I could me also too. go in. I could also go in into like work stuff and talk about printing and uh, supply ch- like actual real supply chain issues pop in the box. Um, <laughs> no, that are it's not fake print. news, okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so anyway, oh, um, God. I, uh, yeah, I, at least like we know that that's on track, um, which means no more crazy delays like last year on it. So yay. Yay. And, so now every April, because it comes before May, uh, hopefully April knock on wood, yeah. get that. If you have not pre-ordered, pre-order now, uh, because you know, the, the demand has always been high, so you know they do get some, but you, you, the, it's always good to, on especially on these trades, yeah. pre-order and you're better off. Um, oh yeah. And, Plus, I think like Amazon always sells out, or they always wind up with like six or seven left originally, then sell out, and then we'll get another shipment yep. in a few mm. months later. Um, so yeah, they it, if you really want it, go ahead and pre-order it. Um, yeah, and there'll be discounts and stuff like that. You're, you, you know, if if the if the price is a sticker shock, I mean, to buy those same books right now is, um, is not yeah. necessarily cheap. And to be frank, you, they, they get discounts, especially as they get closer. And if they have a discount that they are applying to it, then they'll uh, they'll knock that off on your pre order too. So they yes. uh, they're pretty they're really good about that. So yeah, so, uh, I mean, yeah. Do we want to get into the issue itself? The issues themselves. I do think so. So I started writing in uh, Spider-Girl history uh, to talk about the fandom or any kind of backstory tidbit that Zach has in his head about this time. Yeah. I know you said you don't have a whole lot, but I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember anything. So this particular period, um, I remember, you know, they had started talking about the, you know, the, the, the big push was that first Scholastic trade. 
you know, and they were, yeah, we were, you know, fingers crossed we get the second one. And I think by this point, if I'm remembering correctly, the second one was already solicited. So we had, you know, we were celebrating the victory and um, then there was, you know, some teases from Tom. He couldn't talk about it. And then eventually the solicitation hit with uh, Last Hero Standing and that really set everybody uh, ablaze, so to speak. So there was a lot of buzz, a lot of excitement from the fandom. Um, at that point, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, I think Molly had already, Molly Laser had became the uh, editor yeah. uh, at the time. So if she I'm was... mistaken, these were all edited by Molly. Yes. And so, she, you know, she was coming on. She was being part of the message board community. Things were flying high. And... You know, the we felt like I think everybody, John and 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 Jeff and 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 Matt, all really were feeling. Those were the message board guys that I'm talking about. They were, you know, feeling very um, satisfied with with the with the amount of work that they had done. Um, you know, we had hoped that we would get more MC2 stuff, but this was kind of the first time we had seen in a while, a couple of years at this point. You know, it had it had been a while since we had anything outside of just Spider Girl, uh, so you know to get Last Hero Standing was really good. And I'll, I'll have more information on that next episode. I'll get I'll do a, a full deep dive on that. Yes. But yeah, just just around this time, it was the the buzz was there. Um, I know at this point, uh, I can officially say this. This is the last time that Pat's drawing an issue. Oh, I know I've said that like issue. three episodes. The whole oh, issue, issue, yes, the whole issue. He does, he does come back between now and, and 100, but uh, for a little bit. But like, the, he, this is his final full issue of uh, of Spider Girl in this episode. And I, I will tell you, I love. Uh, uh, I can't believe you forgot it last episode. I, I. I I just in my head it's because of the cover because uh it's so iconic Ron yeah Ron drew the cover and then I was like oh there was parts that I had forgotten until I was doing my recap and I was like oh wait yeah okay now I'm like now, like it had been a while since I read these issues because they've been you know carefully you know maintained in the box and and uh I you know but <laughs> Look, yeah we, hey we had to pull the floppies out out today because I knew something was wrong. So I understand. I'm I am yeah. a I'm a Marvel Unlimited on my phone kind of girl all the time. Mm -hmm. But they they did us dirty. Yeah, and this is also so if you're if you're if you're listening to us on the audio version, you're not seeing what I'm what I got in my hand. I got the floppy in my hand and it's got the word balloons and the trade dress. But if you go on Marvel Unlimited, it does not have any of this. It just has the 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 non trade dress covers and. Which is what they always used to put out, mm -hmm. and they still do this. Mm -hmm. They put this out with the solicitations, and then, you know, it's it's in there. And so, this is like some of the very first scans into Marvel Unlimited, and and they mess it up. <laughs> That's what we'll get to in a minute. You know what? But, I, like, I don't mind it just being the artwork, because mm -hmm. it's gorgeous. Um, right. And I will say that when they did finally fix it, because uh, I think that there were a few links um, at one point before the app refresh that had actually, somewhere along the way, um, it like one of them was like an unlimited X-Men cover for some strange... Ultimate. It was Ultimate. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Sorry. It was Ultimate X-Men. Yeah. Yeah. 
and it was because it's like it was like Logan, and like of course Logan's not even in that issue anyway. But like, why? you know what I think that was? If I'm remembering, that may have been. Um, they had done the it is a backup, mm-hmm. and, and I think that. Because I think it was. I just ultimately think it was a glitch. I think that they were loading yeah. those issues at the same time, and something mm-hmm. got switched. Because again, and we'll talk about this um, when we get to issue eighty-eight. But you know, these were scanned in and done a long time ago. Um, <laughs> a decade ago. I have a feeling something. I have a feeling someone fell asleep. Something happened. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly's got a full blown, you know, I'm, and I'm just gonna be like, I'm gonna let her, let her go, let her ride. So I'm just, I just like, I, it wouldn't be a big deal if it just isn't like, these are, it, there's at least one very important page that is gone. Yeah, yeah. And I, if you're like, reading to the... it solely on here, mm-hmm. you don't have it, and now I'm yeah. afraid it's not gonna be in the complete collection because. It never got scanned, and now it's a lost page. Yeah, that, yeah. that that's insanity. So, all right, here we are. We're going to do <clears throat> Spider-Girl, number 85. I'm, I'm going to be doing the breakdown for 85 and 86, and then uh, Kelly will be doing 87 and 88. So it is written by Tom DeFalco. Pat Olive is the artist. Sal Buscema does the finishes. Scott uh, Koblish does the finishes on the backup page. Uh, because he was the one that did the final artwork on Last Hero Standing. So we'll talk about that here in just a minute. The title of the issue is called Rescue Me. Our issue begins with May and Normie look, uh, visiting Phil in the hospital, where Phil is in his usual enthusiastic mood, discussing how he beat Fury last issue. Normie wishes he had seen the battle, but May is not feeling so chipper about the situation. When asked about the Venom symbiote, the cover story of it being shoved in the oven is mentioned. May then asks how Phil has explained his injuries. He says it was a car accident. And May asks if Phil's spouse knew of his extracurricular activities. But he informs Mayday that she she knows, and I'm assuming she's just grudgingly uh, supporting him. (laughs) May! No, no. Mary, I think Mary wholeheartedly supports it. Yeah, I think so, too. I think she gets off. Yeah. Because otherwise, why? <laughs> yeah, no, Mary. Mary is wholeheartedly uh, supporting it. She's a, she's an adrenaline. Our, our head cannons establishing that she's an adrenaline junkie, and she she likes it. No, 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 she's not an adrenaline junkie. She's just a very supportive spouse. Yeah, like they are both. Phil and Mary are both ride ride or die for each other in this universe. Period. There we go. So, May is feeling extra Parker guilt over the fact that they are lying about the Venom symbiote, and Normie reassures her that they're doing the right thing and that they'll discuss it later. But in the meantime, he's got to go get lunch with Brenda. We cut to a guard getting kicked in the face! And an inmate, he's escaping. Who might this man be? Why, this nondescript bald man isn't me! No, he is the face of funny face! Sorry, I had a little fun doing this recap, so I'm just going to just be a little melodramatic. Like, that that was fine. It was just... Those, that wasn't English. I, yeah. <laughs> like, it was okay. You can have fun. Also, I was I was making the face because you were comparing yourself to Funny Face. Yeah. I, I didn't know if we needed to have, like, a self-esteem moment for you. 
You're not quite. Face. Not quite. I, I I don't have as much childhood trauma as, as, <laughs> as Funny Face has. No, it's the face of Funny Face. We have never seen Funny Face out of, outside of his outside of his makeup. So, back at Midtown, uh, Courtney and Davida rush to meet with Mayday, asking her if she's all right and how that how lucky she was that Chris Jerker was there to save her. Mayday is very obviously confused and asks him. Ask them, asks, she asks them who told them this. And we see that Chris is giving his macho cover story, and Mayday wonders if she should, in fact, bust him. So Chris is basically telling everybody, I'm the reason that uh, I defeated the Venom symbiote. So, cut back to our scene of the crime. Peter's with Catherine Ruiz, who laments about the fact that Phil is in the hospital. Peter then decides to check on May, who is slightly perplexed over this, but she overhears some classmates discuss. Uh, the fact that Funny Face has in fact escaped. We catch uh, Normie's lunch with Brenda, in which Normie has a plan to guarantee their financial independence and allow them to get married sooner. Oh boy. May, I'm, May. I hold, I'm trying my best to bite my tongue and not just go into my feelings about certain things, but because this is one of those issues, I'm just like, I gotta. Yeah, yeah. no, I get you. I I'm trying to hold back. Mayday is changing into her uh, costume because she suspects that something is afoot. She calls Phil about a location, and we then cut to Ravencroft, which has now been converted in, in the MC2 to a supermax prison, as it was formerly an institute for the criminally insane. Angel Face is sitting there without moving, and Ruiz gets a status report on if she knows her son has escaped. She calls Peter, and as he's on the phone with her, his spider sense begins to go off. A kaboom happens, and we see the glor- a full, glorious splash page of Funny Face in all of his glory. He quickly takes a hostage, a.k.a. Peter, and is looking for him. Who is him, you might ask? Well, somebody's figured it out. It Him is been uh, was figured out by Mayday. That's right. We figured out who he is, the dastardly, the deadly, the crazy Bunky. Yeah, he's looking for Bunky. Turns out Mayday's hunch was right, and we have a face with his literal finger gun to Peter's temple. He's got the sparkle blasts. So Mayday threatens to turn Bunky into pulp while uniformed officers try to sneak up on him. Face also makes it aware and acknowledges that they're trying to sneak up on him. May is firm in her statement that she will pulp Bunky. So Face, being insane, offers an exchange. Instead of dragging it out, May throws poor Bunky across the room, and Peter elbows his way out of it. As he does this, Mayday jumps in and gives him to the officers, and Peter's having none of this, but don't tell him that. Like, he is not... Happy. He's like, I, I could have taken the guy. So Face is concerned with Bunky's well-being, as you would if you were criminally insane, and Mayday tries to reason with him. Bunky is his best friend, no matter if he's alive or not. May tries to put Face into a sleeper hole, but uh, Face zaps her. Turns out May had webbed Bunky to the floor. This causes Face to lash out, saying that he is claustrophobic and that she was torturing him. Really, this is his childhood trauma manifested in the puppet. Uh, Face threatens to blow the building up, but May knows better, as her spider sense would be warning her of such danger. The fight continues, and Peter, who isn't used to being on the sidelines, is starting to enjoy this. Face's costume can absorb the body blows, but his jaw? (laughs) Nah, it's pretty glass. One hour and 27 minutes later, Peter is overjoyed at her performance as they meet and discuss it on the roof. 
Mayday is feeling that Parker guilt about the Venom symbiote and at one point thinks about telling him what's going on, but she brushes it off because he's so proud. Meanwhile, Normie is talking with Foggy Nelson, and it seems that Normie is ready to take his rightful place in the family business, running the Osborne Corporation. The end, for now. Though we have an interlude, it is New Jersey. Wolverine is bonding with his daughter in the Pine Barrens, and he senses a vaguely familiar and yet menacing scent. He yells for Rena, but all she finds is a giant hole. Who will be? The last hero standing. And that is the is the breakdown. Kelly, your thoughts as I bump the microphone. Sorry. Um, I mean ultimately to me this is one of the like if you were to give Spider Girl recommendations to kind of like give someone the feel of mm-hmm. why the series is so great, this is one of those issues. Um it's just it's a great story kind of more of a one-shot story you don't really need a whole lot of background um even though i think like us rereading all of this um and taking it taking our time and really dissecting it we've kind of really realized a lot of the nuance that Mm -hmm. honestly builds this up and makes this even better um but we really get into the backstory of bunky here told in his own way too because uh, we don't get like flashbacks we don't get it no we're being told uh, and i said bunky but funny face um uh, mm-hmm. because of bunky and um you know i just i love that part like i really love kind of being able to see what what makes a uh super villain tick kind of like i like seeing how that person is supposed to look and feel and act and this really gets gives you that sense of that character Um, While also showing you that, you know, once May realized what was going on, she stopped kind of playing, you know, even though she was playing hardball, she really realized that, like, things had to be a little delicate. Yeah. Um, And she's a really, she's really the best hero out of all of MC2 to be dealing with that. Right. Especially with Funny Face, somebody that she does have this history with. Mm -hmm. So it's... I really like it. Obviously, seeing Peter get really super excited because it's really funny because like he is honestly in awe of her when she does things right. It's just the fact that like when he gets too nervous or scared, he it's almost tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, he's a dad. Like that's right. the thing is like he's always going to worry about May. May's always going to be his little girl. There's nothing, <laughs> you know. Yeah, he knows my perspective a teen, is it's annoying. You know, oh, yeah. As yeah. a teen, it's annoying. I mean, honestly, I'm 31 and my dad does this now you know it can be annoying but it comes from a good place right and ultimately like you realize that like that it means a lot like not everybody has somebody like that especially a parent like funny face didn't so getting to see that you know him just be in awe of her is so Mm -hmm. much fun because like we'll come back later where they're fighting side by side and he's just pissed <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And all, all of the awe went out the window. Uh, uh-huh. So you know, even though he he does know she's capable, it's just. And we see this throughout the run too. It, it, you know, the, the issue seventeen in particular. I remember you know I was talking about it too. But like this one, you know, he's in his civilian guys, and one of the reasons that they checked on Angel Face too. And I I, I, forgot, I, I forgot to mention this in the recap. Mm-hmm. They think that he's go that that. Funny face is going to go break his mom out. Yeah. 
They go check and see of his mom, and then Mayday's the one that figures out, well, he may not be going after his mom. He may be going after, because you know. Because who, who did he talk to in a very loving manner the whole time? Exactly. Monkey. And this is where, when you when you read the books, like the way we're doing it on the show, you the world building, this is where, you know, in, in, in a world where we have so many relaunches and, and the day we're recording this, they announced that they're, they're relaunching Amazing Spider-Man again. Um, I, have, I have things. That's why, like, I was like, let's not talk about that because I have... I have so many things to say, and unfortunately, that like mm-hmm. doesn't make me excited. Yeah, you'll you'll hear my thoughts on SDE next week, yeah. but um, I just I get, but you know, turning around and reading this, and you're like, oh man, it's so nice to be able to read a book that isn't constantly being relaunched and stuff like that, and it allow it was allowed to be able to build its world, and the mm-hmm. and for longtime readers. This pays off some some little breadcrumbs that have been dropped over the years, to where you can finally get this. Instead of it being you know a character dissection where you have Ashley Kafka you know sitting there writing in her journal about the you know this criminally insane person, he is telling you through his actions and his dialogue how emotionally damaged and broken he is, and well, you know. In- well, too, he's also explaining why he does what he does or why he feels like mm-hmm. he needs to. Because literally he said, like, who cares about right or wrong? Like, exactly. He that's that's his mindset. That's how he he goes about his day. Because I kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, we never want to necessarily say people are damaged because a lot of people that have had hard childhoods and, you know, have also managed to work through that and you know we all have our baggage we all have our things and that's kind of the thing is like that's what we're showing you know like even though yeah no he's clearly a bad guy he's clearly not you know he does need some um emotional support help mental health uh you know situation and is a bad guy who has done bad things let's be fair him and his mom literally ran over courtney <laughs> yeah um, lest we forget he he did run over a supporting character in the book but you know it's it's more of here's his mindset and here's how may was able to use the mindset to de-escalate the situation yeah and, yeah you know even though yeah you know punches were thrown etc cetera, etc cetera, she really does use Like, she uses a little bit of psychology, but she also just uses being a person and talking to him as a person. She she equally defeated him with her mind as well as her fists. Yeah. And, you know, Vinkman does bring up a good point. You know, Peter's reaction, how Mayday handled funny faces, is exactly how she wished her father would be when she first became Spider-Girl, but now she feels guilty about not being transparent about Normie. And that's exactly true. And the great great thing about this issue, too, uh, on that... And I'll I'll let, I'll give you back back the floor. Yeah, yeah. Is that this is such a this is a one and done issue, but it does build on the rest of the world, and this is how you do one and done issues. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't feel like it's, you know, in a in a in a world where everything has to be bombastic and the world's changing, like modern comics is. This is a issue that it's a it's a softer issue. Especially, kind of a palate cleanser after the venom, the big venom arc that you just had, and then we have another big, big arc that we're about to do here yeah. later on the episode. So, 
you know, it's 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 a nice allowed to breathe type issue. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I mean it's it's not necessarily high stakes even though there mm-hmm. are high stakes involved cuz there are lives involved, but mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I understand that. But speaking of Normie, cuz that's a large part of like my my thing on right. this where I want to yeah. keep pointing stuff out. So I always took um the parallel where Phil was talking about Mary and how they don't keep secrets from each other. And then Normie just straight up tells May, I'm not telling Brenda about, about this venom. Like, uh, you know, some, some secrets need to be kept. And of course May's just accepting it, but even May knows that that doesn't sound quite right. And I thought that that juxtaposition cause you know, I've, I've gone into uh, discussions with some fans that are very, very pro Normie Brenda for life. And whenever I'm asked certain things on like, what, what ideas would I have if I was like continuing the series? And one of my first things is to break Brenda and Normie up. It's one of the first things I'd want to happen. Not like immediately, but they're not, there's a lot of things set up that just don't, especially the older I get, the more I'm like, this is a bad idea. Like, oh, this is th- all a bad idea. <laughs> As um, somebody that got married the first time in a shotgun style, okay, Normie, this does not end well <laughs> most of the time. I mean, he does have money. He, I, yeah. He had hair. Yeah. You've well, made the joke. I'm just making it back. Exactly, exactly. You know, I, I, I even told some church-going ladies as I was Ubering tonight, uh, you know, I said, I, I, I'm i new to the area, but, you know, uh, and my ex-wife got half my hair in the divorce, so, you know, uh, uh-huh. they found yeah. it funny. Good. Uh, but, yeah, so, like, <laughs> the thing is, is that, like, I, I started seeing that as little breadcrumbs on, like, maybe something would happen there. Um, then, of course, you know, us seeing him take, you know, telling Foggy, no, I want my birthright. I want to be my this major stakeholder at Oscorp, whereas we don't even know if he finished high school, to be honest. We know he hasn't gone to college. Right. Or, you know, so it's like, this is, this is bad. Like, just from a business standpoint, this is bad. But then, Mm -hmm. just seeing him and, and the way he's drawn and this kind of nefarious presence that he's pulling off in in these little scenes that we're reading it's this is bad news and you know it's it's just not i don't like it but it's like it's very much giving you those like red alarm like you know red alarm red flag feeling yes he's it's, he's acting very shady throughout these four issues he, yeah and but like this one here at least it does come off more as like is he just being a 20 year old guy that doesn't understand crap Mm-hmm. Or is he evil? We don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. Is he just being a boy? Maybe. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, um, just to read off the last of my notes, Yeah. Uh, I had forgotten about the whole Chris taking credit for saving May. Completely oh, really? forgot about really? it. Yes. This is why I don't like him. And that's like... <laughs> I think we, we've talked about this because we're saying like, oh yeah, you know, he was based off of guys from the message board. And I know that like, they appreciate, like I, 
it's a big deal and I see mm-hmm. it, I understand it and it's it's funny, it's awesome. However, <laughs> it wasn't cool, man. Like it it wasn't cool. Like Chris is just not cool. Not to mention too, we know how scaredy yeah. catty was and and that whole situation where he was like, "Can I come over?" I know it's late. Can I come over? Mm. No. Like <laughs> Bro. No. As I wrote, so, "Oh Chris, you fool." <laughs> Like, it's just, uh, yeah, no, see, this is why, like, this is why I was like, no, I, I, I was down and okay with him until this issue. <laughs> when I first read it, I was like, nope, can't do it. <coughs> yep. He's, he, he's not cool. Little bit of a, a, a Bogart. Is it Bogart? Brogart? What's the one where you're like know. really, uh, verb. Verbose. Yeah. Braggadocious. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Words. What are they? <laughs> well, you don't but, know English. <laughs> English. <laughs> uh, last bit for me. Um, it's an exceptionally fun issue. I love the cover. Uh, the battle. The absolutely bonkers. It's it's such a testament to that world building here. Face is out of control mentally, but he's hilarious. I mean, like you, you, he he's humorous without trying to be. You almost feel sorry for him. The childlike tendencies that he has when it comes to Bunky. You you know the fact that the <laughs> the fact that the twist of it of the issue is instead of going and getting his mother as reinforcements. He just he, he goes to get his doll. I mean, says all well, that you should well, know. It's a it's a comfort thing. I mean, that's yeah. ultimately like that was his for him. That's his friend. That's mm-hmm. his. You know, it's kind of like you know where some people have like I've seen it. Grown adults keep like their binky, their first blanket. You know, that it, it's yeah, it's like, like it's, that, but yeah. it became a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's like I mean, Castaway with Wilson. You know, or. Linus and his blanket. It's just a homicidal maniac twisted into that. So, uh, but yeah, I mean that's all I've got for the for the issue. Uh, you, you got any more things to say? Like I said, I and that's why like I didn't write a whole lot of notes in my review because I knew that the moment we were talking about it, it was like things are going to pop in my head mm-hmm. that I want to bring up because there's a lot of little points that I love to talk about. But overall, I think like the story itself is just straightforward. It's just solid, and it's one of those like if i could give somebody a recommendation i would give them this issue like if i could only yeah. pick five comics from spider girl to show this would be one of them i i agree it's a, it's a great one and done but it, it just overall serves the the overall story very well yeah. so completely completely agree so we jump it on to 86 uh, this time, it is uh, Tom DeFalco and Ron Friends, uh, with Pat and Scott doing the, the backup as well. It's titled Family Business. Uh, the cover date was July 2005. Hit the newsstands on May 4th of 2005. Mm-hmm. So before you do your breakdowns, I just yeah. want to say, because I think this is the first time where we've actually broken up a story and split mm-hmm. it between us. Yes. Um, I just want to explain why I split it up, um, okay. which is... Mostly because we only had four until the next, uh, the mini, right. last hero standing. But also because these three uh, issues do all while they're all they are majorly connected. Mm-hmm. They do have different things for each issue that feel Agreed. different. 
Yeah. So that's kind of why it did get split. Also, it it's getting harder to uh, to split these up uh, mm-hmm. per. To where they make sense narrative. Yeah, yeah. 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 Makes so. sense. So, <clears throat> all right. Our issue opens with May Day as Spider-Girl at the F5 headquarters after being invited over by Franklin. She was conned into a game of Capture the Flag. On one side, you have Franklin and May and the, versus the rest of the crew of Rad, Grim and Doom, but Doom's not really participating because Doom is uh, Kristoff, with Taurus barking orders like he's Johnny or something. Franklin ends the game pretty quickly grabbing Rad's flag after Mayday was able to grab uh, Grimm's flag. And she doesn't appreciate how Mayday laughed at how her maneuver was because she literally slid underneath him and grabbed his flag to get his flag. She notes that she was laughing with, not at her brother. Um, Rad is very protective of uh, of her brother because her brother is this is the thing's twin twin children one that has you know powers uh energy powers and the other you know obviously looks more like his dad <clears throat> so uh Taurus grabs Mayday and offers to show her what's going on with the F5 to impress her groan <laughs> Franklin then steps in and informs May of what uh, of of the ulterior motive that he had for calling her over. He wants to know what really happened with the Venom symbiote because he knows her well enough to know that she's not going to sit there and kill a living being. What's going on? Mayday then hurriedly rushes off and she feels guilty about, you know, keeping things from, from Franklin and that he is, you know, telepathic. He could scan her mind and he would know what's going on. Of course, Franklin wouldn't do that. We, we've already established he respects Mayday too much. So she rushes off. Meanwhile, Normie is touring Osborne Plaza, meeting with Mr. Stevens, who is wondering if he's going for his job. But Normie assures him that, no, he's not. He's going for something much higher. Uh, Normie says it was with Brenda. You know, he's he's brought her with brought her with him. And, you know, Brenda's kind of impressed on how he handled the situation. He talks about how he's found his inner strength back at school. May asks uh, about Moose to Courtney, and they bump into Wild Man, Chris, who is regaling Mandy about his adventure against the Venom symbiote until he sees May and nopes out. We cut to Mount Athena, where a beam of green energy has streaked across the cosmos. Apex, Apox lives, and he's going after the Fantastic Five, and he will have his vengeance. The Avengers called the F5 and Franklin answers that they are away in the negative zone. Uh, the, we also learn that he has been imbued, that Apox has been imbued with the power cosmic, and that he's po- more powerful than ever. Isn't this is again? Yes, this is the second yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, he, just so everyone's clear. Uh, yeah. 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 He he had he had the power cosmic before, lost it, and he's regained it, and so now he's feeling you know he's feeling himself right now, so to speak. <laughs> So, the kids are thinking that they need to call the rest of the team, and Taurus, you know, of course, being Taurus, he thinks that they can take him, being the hothead that he is. Franklin thinks that Spider-Girl may be in danger since she had such a huge impact and tries to call. May sees the call at school and thinks that it's to follow up on Venom, and as she steps out into the stairwell, she sees Moose. He's visibly and emotionally upset, and May senses that she's got bigger priorities at the moment. Nova, uh, seeing seeing the situation from his 
little base uh, orbiting around the Earth tries to intercept Apox, but to no it's avail. It's a spaceship. We can just yeah. call it a spaceship. It's a, it's a spaceship. <laughs> so he uh, he tries to intercept, but he's very quickly knocked out. May continues to get calls from uh, from Franklin, but she doesn't answer. She decides that you know she needs to console Moose instead. Moose is having a really hard time with his dad. And it looks like it's getting pretty bad, and that she she realizes that he needed he really does need somebody to talk to. So, uh, the Avengers then try to intercept, and they are very quickly and somewhat hilariously at dispatch. And I say that with all the respect in the world, and I love I love Anex, but like <laughs> Apox destroys mainframe, he takes J two and smashes him into a giant hole in the ground. And then Thunderstrike ties take him, and he he gets knocked out off panel. I thought I thought we established that, unfortunately, these Avengers uh, live in a comedy. <laughs> they they a, really a do. Family, a dysfunctional family comedy. Yes, yes. And like and like, even Thunderstrike is like talking about J two. He's like, man, I really hope you didn't throw him down the sewer because he's gonna smell. Like I'm gonna be so upset. <laughs> so of course. Um, we then, uh, you know, May finishes her conversation with Moose, and then she decides, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna return Franklin's call. We then cut to the Hulk fighting Apox after he is taken off name taken out Namor off panel. Hulk is really pissed because he was at a barbecue cookout and his burger's gonna go cold, and he's very very upset that he got called away from his family. Um. Apox like comments that oh this is the legendary Hulk like I would be honored but I am I am on a time crunch so I'm just gonna zap you into space. Franklin then tries to send the kids away after Stinger calls back. Kristoff uh, you know tries to reason with her to stand down because he's trying to act more like a boyfriend and less than a you know than being reasonable and being a strategic person. They weren't together for a while. They're exactly. Trying, okay. Yeah, and so uh, Mayday then shows up just in time to realize that uh, Apox has arrived. Her spider sense goes off, and a big giant splash page. Apox busting in through the door to the number two B continued. Hmm. Kelly, your thoughts? Yeah. Um, I think my biggest takeaway, honestly, because this is a very just action-packed issue and i normally don't have a whole lot of say about the action because it speaks for itself Mm -hmm. um but i think my biggest takeaway is that you know we finally see may ignore her cell phone for a minute and actually be there for her friend in the moment which has been a really big uh situation in the past and for her to finally kind of step up and make those tiny steps uh you know, towards that really shows a lot of growth in her. Um, you know, because for a while she really went hardcore into only Spider Girl. Um, you know, almost pretty much letting it take over her life and letting her friends down ultimately. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, to kind of see her finally be there and not really super focused on the phone, which is something I feel like all of us should remember um yeah but yeah you know how poignant for today very poignant for today um but you know just her kind of figuring out her her balance is really neat and it's this really subtle way of showing you know that 
that she is growing and she is learning from her mistakes and she she is trying uh, mm-hmm. to get her life back ultimately and like have that really good let work like have that really good work life balance um, that we were talking about in the beginning of of this episode for ourselves. Um, yep. So. Yeah, you know, I mean, with us dissecting every issue so far and seeing these little tiny turning points here and there, this feels really satisfying. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just a growth moment. I just enjoy it. And then, of course, like we said, anytime the Avengers are, you know, on the page, it's a ball. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's it's very bombastic. Because they're they're the kind like ultimately the way I kind of describe it is especially during this time. If you read mm-hmm. a regular 616 Avengers comic, it was very much like, you know, how we picture like 1940s Justice League. Like they are mm-hmm. on this pedestal high up. They are yes. the Earth's mightiest heroes. And you look at them versus these are the kids that like you'd probably go hang, you know, I don't want to say like go get a beer with because they're not of age. Right. Uh, and I wasn't when I originally read this. Go get a milkshake with. <laughs> no, I'm not. I well, you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but like, you know, metaphorically, I get, yeah, I go get, yeah, like you go get coffee or, you know, these mm-hmm. are the people you'd go hang out Friday night, get a pizza and go see a movie. Or at this time, I think I was very big on hanging out in the movie parking lot and we would steal the Kroger uh, carts and <laughs> race them th- through the parking lot. So like the, that would be those guys like you'd want right. to hang out with them. Uh, exactly. You, you know, and that's there's not a lot of pretentiousness involved. And so they're not afraid to look foolish or make a fool of themselves. They're just going to go hard and go all about it and you have to respect that. Like as much as we make jokes, they are very to me they are probably slightly more respectable because they're not a they're not afraid of what they look like. Yeah, the, the the optics do not matter, and it's it's kind of refreshing to see that. Uh, I love the family dynamic in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I love seeing this side of the F five. We've talked about when we covered the F five in the 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 episode where we did Fantastic Five, Volume One. This this is the story that we've been kind of alluding to. This is definitely a Fantastic Five story, MC two, Spider Girl intertwined epic. Mm-hmm. And it, the, the setup of this, I thought, was really well done. I love that the, the, you balance that emotional, um, heavy element with Moose with the big, bombastic action. And so it doesn't drag the issue down. It keeps everything on a high level. Yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't drag it down, but it also kind of provides... It, it provides that kind of... not. It's not really a dichotomy, but like... Just, I guess, the juxtaposition of mm-hmm. how quiet it is, you know, being there for your friend versus everything else in the world around you and what the pe- why people are calling you and trying to get a hold of you, yeah. what they're dealing with. Like, you know, it's even though all of that, like all of that for Spider-Girl is so big and huge. This is a huge situation. It didn't matter in that moment. The yep. person that mattered was Moose and making sure Moose was okay. Mm-hmm. And that's just as important. Exactly. I, I completely agree. Completely agree. Are we ready to move to the next 
I, I don't have much on this. The, yeah. the, these three, I, I don't have much like in the first two parts. I think I have more to say at the end of the story since it's, Exa- yeah. you know, kind of, uh, yeah. So, uh, 87. Yes. Kelly's going to do the break. All right. on this one. Yes. All right. So, Spider Girl 87. Uh, the cover date is August 2005, and it went on sale. June 2nd, 2005, Family Business, Part 2. Basically, we start off where the scrolls kind of learn their lesson about putting the power core outside of the body, uh, which proves to be a bit worrisome at first uh, for the F5 kids and Spider-Girl. But Spider-Girl and Franklin try their best to get the kids to leave, um... Uh, you know, leave the fight, but they're not going to back down and they want to help because they are their parents' children. Yep. And Apox doesn't want to fight children. Um, and, you know, even though he's been charged, you know, charged with destroying the Fantastic Five, if you're underage, no. Like, he, he, he has <laughs> he, rules. For even his, he has limits. He has rules for his, uh, his destruction. And so uh, his goal is to find them right now, and no one is telling him because no one's going to make it that easy. So he's getting really frustrated. He shoots what you think, when you first read this, might be a blast. Like, you know, he's frustrated and he's just blasting crap. And it can be seen from space. It's actually a beacon. So the other scrolls, the scroll council in their own spaceship that Nova can see as he has rescued the Hulk from last issue. Um, but anyway, it, this is a beacon for the Skrull Council to put a force field around the Baxter building. And that doesn't really look good. And it's also not exactly a force field, even if that's what Apox thinks it is. Uh, meanwhile, Franklin and co. have to come up with a plan of attack, but Taurus... Or they they did come up with a plan of attack, but Taurus pre- proves to be a bit too much of a wild card, and for it to work as intended, as he just very much a hothead and just pops off, and ultimately he gets himself kidnapped. <laughs> this shocks Franklin, um, who is really much speechless. I think that this is more kind of plays into the fact that Franklin really does want to protect these kids like he feels responsible for them and now his cousin just got kidnapped mm-hmm. and is probably going to ultimately say where his parents are so he is really like he's not responding to Kristoff and spider girl kind of sees this and starts trying to get everyone on the ball as to what is needed uh to continue with trying to catch Apox. Um, and then, of course, her and Kristoff go at it because Kristoff doesn't really want to be taking orders from someone who is not in the F5 and, you know, isn't, like, a part of the family, so to speak. But Franklin just says, just listen to her. Go go on and tells Alice and Jake to run to the negative zone portal and protect it just in case Taurus does break and tell Apox where their parents are. Spider-Girl asks Franklin what she can do and advise he advises she's coming with him after Taurus and Spider-Girl follows despite feeling very overwhelmed because she knows she's out of her league because uh, this is the powers cosmic not something she deals with every day 
So, in space, Nova and Hulk are working with the Earth, with Earth Sentry, and he's advised that this beam force field thing that they're seeing is actually getting its power from the sun, and from the looks of it, the Fantastic Five might not be their only targets, because this isn't a force field. Mm. It's a solar bomb. So the Avengers are on their way to the Baxter building, so they are okay and at least somewhat able to fight. And they're trying to get through that force field, but it's proving to be a lot of work. Apox is terrorizing the whole building, uh, including the museum, and took Taurus to said museum, where he tries to force Taurus to tell him where the F5 are using his powers on the child. So, you know, he won't kill a child, but he will use his powers on them. So Franklin and May are following the crazy destruction trail Apox is given throughout the building, and May asks if there's a way to use the big brain robots that they pass. This leads Franklin to explaining that the rest of the Fantastic Five are in the negative zone, visiting his mother, who isn't dead. Uh, it's just the public has assumed she was dead all these years. And basically when they were fighting... Um, in the negative zone against this alternative universe warlord who I, whenever I finish this, I do want to ask you who you think that is. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I have a, I have a theory, but anyway, um, it's something I, I guess we need cleared up. Uh, but anyway, yep. they're fighting an alternative universe warlord and it left his father hor- horribly scarred. And a tear in the fabric of reality in the negative zone. His mother was able to st- stabilize the tear. Oh, I cannot speak today. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, and stabilize the tear and kind of keep it patched. But she can't really leave until it's fixed. So they put her in this induced coma so she can keep it from tearing apart as her father is, uh, as Reed. Franklin's father is slowly fixing the tear as he can and taking care of his wife. Um, as May reflects on how you never really truly know what's going on with someone, like how the world wants to be Franklin Richards or be with Franklin Richards, but people don't actually know what's going on or what he's having to deal with. Um, and then, you know, Chris. Kristoff is able to finally get a read on Apox and Taurus and knows that Taurus is okay, but Apox is on his way to the negative zone. And the force field that Apox put on the Baxter building, again, like I said earlier, is a solar bomb. They have a few hours before the bomb completely blows and takes not only the building, but the entire island of Manhattan with it. Yikes. Um, I do want to ask before I move forward, Zach, are you reading along? I'm not. Okay. I'm not. No, I'm asking because I swear I thought Kristoff says they only had a few, like, an hour or two in this issue, and then the next issue it says six. I, I think it may be only, like, a few hours, I think. Yeah. This is the one, This is the one floppy I couldn't find earlier, so oh, I... Oh, I, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. I will look. I'm just saying, it was a little weird. Um, But anyway, meanwhile, we check in with Normie, who is looking a little nefarious, asking his now employees at the Osborne Corporation to make a new glider and pumpkin bombs. When these employees doubt that this is the best course of action, Normie reminds them that it's his name on the building, he's the main stakeholder on the board, and they'll do what he says or he'll fire them. 
uh, again, is he being evil or is he just being a dumb rich kid? Because I, I like, I mean, we'll find out. We know. Uh, but <laughs> yep. It, ugh, not good. Gives me the heebie-jeebies. Anyway, Brenda watches on and he pushes Brenda out the door in a rather strange foreboding shadow. And she looks a bit bewildered and also really pissed off at him. Um, and I agree with that, uh, Brenda, because like to me, like I literally wrote, this is not good management etiquette. This is how you get HR complaints. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, as Apox gets to the negative zone portal, he's greeted by Jake and Alice who give him a really warm hearted clobbering. Alice's cosmic rays manage to hurt Apox, but this makes him angry, and he throws Alice, who thankfully gets caught by Franklin, and Franklin unleashes his powers, like gloves are off, onto Apox. But when Jake breaks his concentration, because Jake wants to defend his sister, well, Apox starts making really quick work out of Franklin, Jake, and Alice. Spider-Girl comes in and just lets her spider sense guide her in trying to put a stop to Apox and this insanity. While this does impress Apox and he calls her a true warrior born, uh, it doesn't really deter him much as he throws Spider-Girl over his shoulder. I I put like salt uh, because he just kind (laughs) of tosses her. And he opens the portal and depressurizes the room. Spider-Girl plants her feet firmly on the ground and grabs Franklin before he can be sucked into the portal, also using her webbing to catch Taurus before he's sucked in as well. May feels completely overwhelmed, but also very angry um, about this situation. And not just because Apox got the best of them, but because of where Apox is going. Because she really does feel very strongly you know, about what Franklin's going through. This is her friend. Um, so she knows she's going to find a way to win and defeat Apox and, like, make sure that this Apox does not get what he wants. And she knows she will because she has to. And that is the end for now. Yeah, this one um, has a bit of middle chapter syndrome for me. Yeah. I don't have a ton of things to say about it. Uh, I, I think it does a really good job of, of ratcheting up the stakes, but also bringing it down a little more personally mm-hmm. um, to where, you know, it really kind of, it's an MC2 story, but it's really distilling itself down to the, it's an F5 Spider Girl story. Yeah. Whereas the first chapter, it kind of gives you the, the, the overall world and it just it feels like the world and the story is shrinking closer to where it's a little more focused and it kind of builds itself down instead of building itself out yeah um i mean i think like it does still build it out but it's mm-hmm. it's kind of giving you a little bit more of a rundown um mm-hmm. this is going to be cuz there're certain things and i think i talked about it in the very very beginning that there are going to be things but we'll talk about it we'll dissect it and move on and then i'm going to completely forget about it because for some reason my brain just doesn't want to remember it right and that has a lot that's kind of the way i feel about the first uh fantastic five mini right i know that we were able to establish that you know his parents weren't dead mm-hmm. but i can't fully remember if we got this story or not yes it was uh this was in the last issue of f5 um I think it was the secret of the fantastic of what happened with the yeah. Fantastic Four, uh, and I don't. Hang on, I can grab the uh, mini. I'll look through it right quick because I've got the 
I've got the uh, digest right over here in yeah. a second. Because, I mean, like, we, we learn, oh, okay, Reed's on the spaceship. You know, he's not actually a brain in a robot. Um, and this is really the first time that May's getting to see the story that the readers have and the readers know. Um, because I think I think she does eventually learn the story the last time they fought Apox, a.k.a. the time that her dad ratted her age out to to her crush. And right. Franklin's and Franklin's own crush was dashed. Um, <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry, Johnny. Johnny knew the whole time and just let him, just let him believe it. it yeah, yeah. That's so cool. it was. It was issue four. Okay. Uh, it was that was the issue. Do we go into the backstory there? Yes. It, the, the whole thing with issue four is. See, why can't like I don't know why it's literally one like. We read it, we discussed it, but it's like one brain cell <laughs> right away. It was Hyperstorm, and that's what uh Yeah, and that's what I, yeah, cuz I was it like was, cause Hyperstorm is yeah, is um Yeah. is Franklin. Yeah, that's right. So okay. That and that's why I was like, "Wait, hold on, that's Franklin." And I was like, "Wait, I know this story." Um so yeah, so I knew that was going to happen eventually. We are here now. Mm-hmm. It has been it has been over a year since we reviewed that or touched that. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, so, to be <laughs> fair for us, um, I guess we should be listening to our backlog. But yeah, yeah. I'll so. just cringe at myself the whole time. And it was back when I had bad internet, so I sounded slurry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> slurry. Slurry. Yeah. No, there's slurry. times where it was like because it would cut. Mm-hmm. And no, not great. Anyway. No bueno. No bueno. At least the at least the internet's stable now. The internet so, is stable. It's but yes. really, really fast before we started recording. So. Now, Vinkman, luckily, we always have Vinkman. He always follows yes. along as we're doing our recaps. He says, in Spider-Girl 87, Doom says the solar bomb will go off in 2.3 hours. In Spider-Girl 88, he says 1.6 hours. I knew it. I knew it. So. I mean, I did just reread it this morning, but like. Yes. It. But it bugged me because I did have uh, during these notes we kind of were all writing them together today mm-hmm. while I was in a focus room and I did have to stop and do other things and come back to this. So anyway, yes, yeah, no. Uh, so the time is wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. There we go. Just so we, we know. Just so we know. <laughs> uh, but like I say, I don't have a ton of things to say about this middle issue. Uh, what about you, Kelly? You I I mean, like I said, it I wrote on here, like it's straightforward. Um, it's mostly a Fantastic Five story with May. Um, but we do we do get to kind of see why Franklin likes her being around, I think. Like mm-hmm. I think like the one thing I would really want to dive deep on is just that moment where he is speechless. Yeah. She sees this and immediately goes into action and immediately starts talking for her friend. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and this kind of shows you just how well that they read each other, which we've Mayday. talked about. Like they're yeah. they are always on the same wavelength, which is really cool. Like to kind of meet somebody and just immediately click like that and understand rem- each other. It reminds me of a little bit of the dynamic that Peter and Johnny have, but also like Peter and 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 Matt, yeah, Daredevil have, where they can kind of you know, bounce off of each other. And, and I, I, it's, it's really interesting, especially when you go back and read that F five story, 
-hmm. in context with this because of the trauma that you see that was very much a Franklin story in, in like thumbing through yeah. it just now you're like, okay, yeah, the, there's, there is some, some trauma that, that is subtext if you're a longtime reader, but you're not lost. That's the great thing about this issue is that you get this backstory yeah. and it doesn't, you don't you, feel like you have to go back and read those books. You, you can't, you can forget the many. That's horrible. Don't do that, guys. That yeah. was a joke. It was really bad. Because uh, I'm making fun of myself for constantly forgetting the mini, mm-hmm. even though I have a whole, uh, like, I have all of them. Like, I have, right. I have the digest. I have uh, mm-hmm. I have all the reprints, blah, blah, right. blah. So, you know, feel. I just feel dumb is basically what it gets down to. But, yeah, <laughs> uh, to me, it's just they make a really good team. They're, I agree. They're really very simpatico and I like it and I wish we could get more of of this because the second volume is so sad <laughs> Fantastic Five. that one I can remember so yeah there so we anyway, go I, I think course, w- I, I wrote normies being a brat and boo to that of course when when normies a bat a brat you always say boo to that yeah. that did not mean to rhyme but okay <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, look, he he deserves this right now because I, I like it really is just especially as you're rereading everything. It really, even though we know what's happening, if you're reading this for the first time and or you're listening to us for the first time mm-hmm. and they don't know what's happening next, like it is nerve wracking because like we've had this big redemption arc. He's been mm-hmm. our best friend. They had like crushes on each other for Christ's sakes, but. It's been a roller coaster ride for Normie. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, you're like, oh, why is he doing this? And even, I'll be honest, even when you do find out, the payoff is more inf- infuriating, and you just realize Normie is an idiot. <laughs> I mean, he's smart. He's a great dude, but he is an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. He, yes. Uh, we go to uh, Spider Girl 88, the last issue of the episode. Yeah. that we're going to be breaking down. Kelly's going to be rounding this out. It's uh, got the Lost in Space cover. Yes, Lost in Space. All right, so cover date is September 2005. It was on say, it was on the newsstands July 7th, 2005. Family Business, Part 3. Kristoff is trying to reach Spider-Girl, who left them when they were all passed out, and she took a skimmer into the negative zone on her own to chase down Apox. Kristoff <laughs> tells her that the solar bomb has six hours before it goes off, uh, which isn't a lot of time, but it is a lot more than 2.33. Well, it's 1.6 hours. 1.6 hours. 1.6 hours. Yeah, yes. so... Wait, it says 1.6 hours? Or it yes. Says six? I, I thought yeah, it said it, six. No, it's 1.6, but because they didn't like make the numbers in there... Like, no, I'm, I'm going to pull, um, we're going to finish the breakdown. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to pull it up. Oh, you think it's a, it's an error Uh on. Oh, okay. All right. Because you're reading the floppy and Uh this is. This is the digital version. Okay. All right. Moving on. Anyway, we're going (laughs) to, I have have so much to just yell, yell at Marvel about now. Anyway, because I swear to you, it didn't say 1.6. I could be wrong. I could have misread it, but. Yeah. Swear to you, I thought it said six hours. Um, so it isn't a lot of time. So Franklin asks if Kristoff is actually getting to her since the 
scroll ship has been trying to block communication from the building to the uh, to the negative zone. Kristoff says he isn't sure because he hears either static or screaming. It's screaming. May's screaming. <laughs> um, she's feeling a bit rocky driving uh, for her first time ever with a motor vehicle, and it's in like basically in space, no less. May thinks on what she's doing and will need to do once she stops Apox, which is basically after she stops Apox from killing all the adult members of the Fantastic Five. She somehow needs to find her way back to her plane of reality and then stop the atomic bomb or solar bomb from blowing up Manhattan. Spider-Girl's work is never done. Uh, so May crashes the skimmer and makes an entrance to Apox's field of vision. He's shocked she'd be crazy enough to follow him and asks, uh, as they chat, I wrote slash fisticuffs. We learned that Apox wasn't aware that this force field is a solar bomb and that he's been used by the Skrull Council. Franklin, making quick work to find them, is able to get some major blows on Apox using two big asteroids that then... Uh, and then he chastises Spider-Girl for not working as a team. As they talk, Apox goes towards the tower, and then, if you're reading along with us on Marvel Unlimited, you're going to miss these two scenes. <laughs> so I kind of wrote them in super depth, because I am slightly afraid that this page, a.k.a. these two, technically two pages, but I believe it's all one page, that got completely missed in a scan yep. to digitize. So it might be gone forever. And that's really horrible. So anyway, uh, as they basically, as Apox goes towards the tower, um, I have this whole thing there. But anyway, so we kind of cut to Midtown High where we see Sandra urgently running to find May and asking Courtney where May is. Courtney sees Sandra is distressed and asks her if there's something she can do to help since May isn't on campus. Suddenly, Howard is in their faces, screaming at Sandra about her spreading lies about him and why won't she see him anymore? Um, it's kind of a real, like, it's really scary scene as Howard is just going off on how this has to all be Parker's fault and this is Sandra's fault and everything, you know, like, basically just how a man-baby abuser would act when he's when the toys are taken away from him. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really, really scary. Courtney asks him to calm down and Sandra says she just wants him to leave, but it's clear he's not doing either of those things, but we don't get to see what happens next uh, because we then cut back to space where spider girl and Franklin are on another skimmer and it's not going as fast as it could be because it's not meant for two people. And when Franklin tells her that, uh, May teases that Franklin's calling her fat and it really <laughs> flusters Franklin because <laughs> that's not what he meant. Um, but they get to the station and as Spider-Girl is amazed by the station, Franklin's actually really concerned because it's very quiet. Apox is broken in, but the alarms aren't ringing. Um, he's not hearing people fighting. Uh, so he's very concerned why it's quiet. But then Spider-Girl's spider sense goes off and she helps Franklin get out of the line of fire. And this is where you are now coming back into Marvel Unlimited um, or your digital issue. 
because this is where Spider-Girl has taken Franklin away. Um, as Ben throws Apox, uh, well, basically Ben had thrown Apox, and we see this fantastic adult team. Uh, so we see Reed, Ben, Johnny, Elijah. Ben is super mad because Apox told them he hurt their kids. And Ben asks Franklin if everybody is fine and then goes back to clobbering. Uh, but his clobbering does wind up hitting a piece of equipment that was helping Sue's stasis chamber. Uh, but as Reed sees those findings and numbers because he's worried that, you know, it's messed things up, he finds that this might just be what is needed to help Sue. Uh, Lijah fights Apox and they talk about how, you know, she's a traitor to the sky to the scrolls ben and reed help use apox's power cosmic against himself and reed uses the powers to heal the rift and help sue wake up from her induced coma she's been in for years it's really very fast <laughs> once you get there uh spider girl hates to ruin the moment but she reminds the team of the fact that there are still the solar bomb about to go off in minutes at that point in their plane of reality Kind of not a home you want the Richards to go back to after all of this, you know? So, in space, Nova, Hulk, and Earth Century are closing in on the Scroll Council's ship, but it's heavily guarded and not the kind Hulk can easily beat his way into, even though he seems pretty sure of it. <laughs> Hulk is the strongest one there is. Yeah. So, as Reed, uh, Reed's face actually starts healing um, because of the powers cosmic, uh, he advises that a device that he he has in his hand should be able to deactivate the solar bomb and send the energy back to space. One problem, though, as Ben destroyed all the skimmers and now no one has a guidance sense system to get them back. But Spider-Girl does have her spider sense and she volunteers to help to get the device back in time to save Manhattan. Ben literally hurls Spider-Girl through the asteroids of the negative zone. Fastball special. Yes. And she uses the debris uh, She uses the debris to keep her momentum up until she gets to the distortion area. Since May can't trust her eyes, she uses her spider sense to web, kind of like get her webs up on the portal and pull herself back into reality. Spider-Girl runs to Kristoff uh, and cans him the device, and it works. It sends the solar energy from the bomb back to its source, the scroll ship, and Nova, Hulk, and Earth Sentry watch as the system, the ship's systems, get overloaded and go offline. Um, the kids talk to the adults and Franklin, who is still there in the negative zone, and hear from Reed that Nova has arrested Apox and the scrolls. They also get to meet Sue in person, and she's awake, and she is, and it is really truly a happy ending. Meanwhile. Two techs at the Osborne Corporation are complaining about how they're building a Green Goblin mask since, you know, this is giving, I wrote, this is giving off very Norman Virgil vibes. Because um, I need to differentiate, so. Yeah, right. Uh, if anyone forgot, regular granddaddy Norman Osborne's middle name is Virgil. Yep. So anyway, Normie hears them and is still looking all dark and gloomy and menacing. And again, like I said, he overhears them talking uh, about him obviously being crazy and maybe they should be going to the authorities uh, because this raises some red flags. Uh, but Normie actually stays calm and thanks them for their work and lets them go with a generous severance package. 
and just tells them that they're going to need to sign strict NDAs. And you have to wonder what's going on here and why does he look so creepy? <laughs> Definitely. This in this issue, at least in Marvel Unlimited. So the end for now. And it's how it's how it ends in the in the floppy as well. Uh, the floppy ends on the same same thing. So there's no right, there's no backup. I'm gonna let no you backup. talk your your reviews while I go and pull this up because if I find out that they removed the one and put six hours on there on the digital version, I got words, Marvel. <laughs> so, okay, for me, um, I remember this issue very distinctly because I had not read F five before I read this. So for me getting to see that there was that this origins like of, of how the F5 became kind of the F5 here really was awesome for me as a new reader, fairly new reader at this point to the MC2. Um, I really enjoy anytime the fantastic to me, the fantastic four and daredevil are the two characters um, when when they cross over with Spider-Man in general, I always get excited, and I just love the the dynamics that they bring to the table <clears throat> and the family dynamics. Uh, I love how May, you know, and company are able to defeat this Omega level threat, and May so totally feels out of her comfort zone. I also love the fact that you know she's like most people, you know, my age are in driver's ed, and I don't have that, and. And it's that's a very New York thing, you know. Um, and talking with people that are from New York, they don't necessarily get their driver's license because they don't need it because they have the subway well, system. I mean, too. It that's not even just New York. I mean, yeah, bigger yeah. cities don't always do that. Sometimes parents can't afford mm-hmm. a car. Right. Um. Sometimes, you know, there's just no interest in it. So. Which is, you know, for me as growing up at the, you know, in a very small town, very rural, you know, independence, you have to get your driver's license almost mm-hmm. if you want that independence. So it's it's a it's a weird dichotomy for somebody like me that grew up in a very rural area of the country. So love, I just love this issue. I love the artwork. I really like the coloring subtleties of the Fantastic Five and the Fantastic Four's costumes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always have liked the burn suits. As much as I do the um, the classic original suits, um, I love how you get a genuine happy ending. And this was coming out in an era where happy endings were very much not something that happened a lot. And so it was so nice to get a happy ending. And then, of course, you have you know the, the stuff with Normie where you know. Uh, of course, you did. <laughs> you know what? Though? You know what? It works for him because again. Like I've been stating, these scenes get under your skin. Yes. And even though, like like I said, I've reread them multiple times. I know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it actually, like I said, it makes this, this payoff just go, like, you just want to scream that you hate him. You don't really <laughs> hate Normie. But, dude, like, you this hate, is not you... the right way to go about this. Stop being a sec- like, secretive person. You're not Batman. Yeah, he's not Batman. He's not. I know he w- keeps thinking he wants to be Batman with like the Batcave spider <laughs> sight, yep. but like, come on, man. So, I, like I say, I I love, you know, I love the fact that we got this. But obviously, there is some bigger fish to fry about the logistics of this issue, and as a result, I'm going to turn it now over to Kelly. 
Yeah. So again, I I really like this issue, but the thing is, is like, I'll be honest this this story overall, as great as it is, mm-hmm. isn't something that really would stick out to me. I don't feel like what we're leading up to to the end of the series that this is you know as much as like this is a fun story i love this story like there's nothing wrong with the story it's just it's kind of like in a sea of like where everything is like a 10 or above and it's all perfect this just does you know it doesn't jump out at you mm-hmm. um so that's kind of i guess my thing like it's a really good story but it's not something like the one like the episode, uh, episode issue with Funny Face, where I would say, yeah, you have to read this. I don't think right. this is necessarily like a recommended reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's just a good story. Yeah. But the thing is, is one of the things that set up a very, very important issue that I do think is required reading, and something that like we're gonna have to like have, like it is a very serious topic. Yes. Um. It's set up. We, here. We and- almost. Like I feel like that's one of those episodes where we could probably spend an entire episode on that one issue because and, of how depth it how in depth honest, it is. And honestly, I thought about doing that, and we could maybe we'll see mm-hmm. how we feel after uh, last year of standing because it's right. eighty nine. Right. But the thing is, is that like ultimately, like Marvel Unlimited is doing you a complete disservice by leaving this page out. Like, yes. sure, you know, I've made jokes because I really, like I said, I really enjoy May and Franklin together. I think that they're all very funny together. I like seeing them together. I'm very sad that that didn't get scanned in. I'm very glad that I realized something wasn't, like, I knew a page was missing. Mm-hmm. But the fact that, like, when you sent it to me and I saw what page it was, I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, it, it, it's um, a very, and the way that, that Ron drew it too and, and Sal finished it, it's very menacing. I mean, I mean Howard are, looks looks deranged. He's angry. There's genuine fear on the faces. It, it's such a very powerful page. Exactly. And like, we've talked about this. We've talked about mm-hmm. Howard, you know, and, and how he's, he's an abuser. Um, yeah. You know, and how things were going to get worse. And this is the start of that. And on this page, you see the threat. You know that this threat is looming. You know that that didn't just end, you know, hunky-dory. Mr. Slatery did not just get to them in time. You know, you know that, but you're not seeing that. And so without that page, when you do get to that issue, like if you are only reading it through digital copies or you are only reading it through um, Marvel Unlimited or what I'm afraid of, it's not going to be post like published in the complete collection. Mm-hmm. And so eventually this page is going to be completely lost. Yeah. And you know, it's like on one hand I can hear like this. I almost, I can hear I'll... the hipsters now going, how did they even let this editing in here? It's so clunky. Why would they just let that? That feels like a page is missing. Cause a page is missing. Stupid. But the thing well, is, it, is like, you're also I'll, I'll... missing this really good scene that is needed mm-hmm. for 89. And I'll say this: we'll put, I'll, we'll get the, we'll get the page in on the show notes, just in case you are reading the digital version for the when we do the audio version of the show. When, if you're listening to the audio version, it will be in the show notes. 
on the post, on the front page of spidey-dude.com, so that way you can see it, that way you're not missing it. Because we're not obviously putting it up on the screen here on the YouTube live stream, but we will. I will make sure that that page would is it, Wouldn't it be hilarious if we did that and then we got copy-striked by Marvel? <laughs> that would be hilarious. I would... That would be hilarious. I, I feel like that would be my luck on this, but like... Yeah, we've like, we've managed it needs, it needs to, to get fixed, yeah man. yeah the, the, there's not been any like algorithm if algorithmic you know copyright things on make my mayday there has been a couple on on uh sde but uh, this but, is why i said no music <laughs> right <laughs> but the music is fun but other than the fact we couldn't figure out anything that really felt mayday to me that was free yeah no. use, i was afraid it would get copy struck no matter what and the funny thing is, is like once once I appealed it and I said, "Well, this is all copyright free and there's no copyright to it." And they're like, "Oh, okay." I'm like, "Now there was one there the, the, on the on the No Way Home. I I did not deny it. I just went ahead and you know, uh, you know, removed the audio of it just because I knew because uh, it was a reference to Clone Soccer Chronicles. But ah. it, uh, it's it's the is magic outro that I used to use. Mm. But um, so I was like, okay, yeah, I I did that on per- like. And I even made sure that was demonetized before I even, you know, did anything. Yeah. So, so like, between those three, thi- like, between those two things, it was fine. But, yeah, is no. Anybody, I, is anybody getting commercials when they rewatch? I, I have, I have premium, so I don't have we commercials. Have ad blocker, so. Yeah, yeah, so I don't, I, if you, if you're getting ads, great i i am fine like i don't care i hope, I hope zach can get a nickel <laughs> <laughs> yeah because right now i got about two nickels to rub together and that's about it uh, no. but yeah so yeah no i i think that ultimately like it almost too like and i, I was super excited to talk about this about those missing pages the mm-hmm. i'm gonna call them the lost page uh and t- like it is the lost page of spider girl until marvel fixes it um but it's just it almost overshadows this entire breakdown and this entire story to me. Yes. Because I think it's just because I've had, you know, I've had Marvel Unlimited since they started because Mm -hmm. one of their major selling points was Spider-Girl, Spectacular Spider-Girl. So I Mm -hmm. signed up in 2010. Yep. Uh, I've never not canceled it. I pay a yearly subscription. I've done it for 12 years now. The issue at hand is the fact that, like, I guess because I, again, like I said, this story is not something that really speaks out to me to reread. I don't reread it as often. Mm -hmm. And I totally didn't even see that until we were doing breakdowns that the page was completely missing. All I knew when I saw it, because I was at work, was, uh uh-oh, like, something's wrong here. So what do I do? Um, Yeah. And I'm glad that, like, luckily I was at, you know, I wasn't, like, in Nebraska or someplace like that, and we were both reading the same the same copy. This is the one good thing about us having, you know, you have all the floppies as well as the trades and everything like that, and so do, I got a lot of that. But, like, when you're, like, at work and I'm, I happen to be at the house or something like that and we're doing well, these things. And, I mean, and, it, was, it was also, it was just one of those times where we wound up doing our notes at the same time. So yeah. you were able to kind of pull it, and that was the thing, though, is, like, I'm very glad you did. Because in that way, me rushing around trying to do everything I was doing. Is, yeah, because you know, so. in that way, I'm not like also. I mean, if I'm sitting there following along, 
because I tend to do that as you know you're doing your recaps. I usually have the floppies in there, um, and not because I'm like not listening to you, but I'm just like following along and making sure that I, I you know that I didn't miss anything in my notes. Yeah, which um, I did misread the one point six, so that's on me. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, Vinkman said that he thought it was at one point six hours, but yeah. It does. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, like, yeah, I, I don't want to, we, we don't like interrupting each other, like, when we're in the flow of, like, a recap, you know, and so, um, I, I can, I'm glad that we, like I say, it's one of those things that will, like I say, that will be in the show notes for the, for the episode, and I will make a note of that, uh, as yeah, I cause... download things tonight, because, like I say, I'm trying to get all the audio done, you know, it's just been it's been crazy. Holidays were, yeah. holidays were crazy. <laughs> so yeah, and and 2022 is turning into 2022. So. <laughs> part um, two. Part two. Anyway, technically so, part yeah. three, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, I guess like the only thing. Oh yeah, uh, I think really was. We, uh, I think most of my little review parts on this last issue, other than that, where I was just like, oh my god, was, you know we're not really going to get to see what's going on with Normie very quickly because mm-hmm. uh, we have last man standing to go through. And then, um, Sa- uh, you know, Sandra is about to take center stage for yep. a second. And a very important issue. And in a very important issue. So we're not really going to see what's up with Normie. And it kind of is frustrating me because Normie knows better. I've- He's I think it's not going to be. I yeah. thought he was better than this, even though, like, you know, I've been reading this since I was 14 at this point, because that's when this story was happening. So it's like, I should know better. I know what's happening, but it's just, it's, it's infuriating. Like, <laughs> how dare Normie? Like, I'm, I'm upset with him. There you go. <laughs> so anyway, that's basically it. Um, I think we made pretty good time. Yeah, we did. Uh, hour and forty-five. Uh, Vigman says that one of his takeaways from this episode is that he'll be he will fan cast Michael Rosenbaum as Funny Face because of the way the face wise, yes. Uh, acting wise and personality wise, no. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, no. yeah. Fate, like, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, but anyway, I, now yeah. it's time for mail. Yeah. So, uh, Kelly, you've got some snail mail to share. Uh, I shared last episode because Vinkman was very kind and sent me some some fun action figures that we talked about on our uh, Marvel Legends special that was on here on the network. So check that out. Yes. So uh, I finally got my Christmas present from Vinkman to show off. And it is a handmade crocheted J2 to go with crocheted Spider-Girl. My mom was really obsessed with her boots, or his boots, uh, but he's pretty awesome, really big. I was going to bring Spider-Girl to kind of show yeah, how that's huge a... he is, but I did not get enough time to go grab her uh, before setting up. Yeah. But um, this was made by Danny, and Vinkman, I am going to ask you to plug it in the comments on her right. parents' podcast, since I did not have it on me when I was writing these notes. Uh, but seriously... He's great. I really appreciate it. So thank you, Danny. Uh, and thank you, Vinkman. And this is very huge, very cool, very one of a kind. But he's awesome. I really enjoy him. 
And I'm glad my nephew did not find him because Lord knows what would have happened because he would have definitely been played with. But thank you. So, yeah. So that is my snail mail. Did you get anything Spider Girl related? I, I did not. Uh, nothing other than what I've already shown and told. Uh, so there wasn't much. Inter- I didn't get much over the break. So, um, but yeah, no. Uh, the only other thing I think that we have is to talk about the the review stuff, the online review stuff. Ah, yes. So, um, I guess the only thing I have is like I did want to mention. Um, me and some friends were testing something out that mm-hmm. opened up on December sixteenth. Um, and so basically yes. we did a small little spree. Um, and, but you can now rate us on Spotify. So it's a slow rollout and I'm, I cannot remember if you mentioned it last episode or not, but I think it was, this didn't roll out. No, it, it was, it, it's, it's something like Spotify is expanding some of the, some of their features on the podcast side as they've been heavily investing in it. And so I think they're adding video podcasts as well, as they well are. as this rating system. So Eventually, um, you can see us on Spotify. Yeah. Um, I think the bigger, like, the people with the bigger following, the ones that kind of integrated into it, mm-hmm. um, they are already posted. And it's literally, it's just an embedded YouTube. Um, yeah. So, eventually, that should probably come about. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, basically, you can rate us. So, they don't necessarily yeah. have... Um, they don't have a place for you to like put in reviews on Spotify yet where you can type things in. Like you they can, do with Apple Podcasts. Yeah, you can give us a rating and that Spotify has said that that's going to help suggest the show mm-hmm. to others who click on the search bar. So they might click on um, you know, what we've been labeled as or they might search for Spider-Girl, might search for Mayday, etc. It'll pop up in the podcast area, um, which I think we do anyway. Because uh, right. it's it's us, and that one time, mysteriously, Mayday Mondays was up on Spotify. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one of those one of those episodes needs to mysteriously come back? Anyway, yes, we'll talk yeah. about that <laughs> at a different date. But yeah, yeah. anyway, um, but you, you know, I know that that happened. So, like, literally, I think it doesn't necessarily help, but it does help us if people want to search for us so yes you can leave so, us up to five stars yeah leave us a five-star review on spotify and you know not only just do that also for all our other shows we have all the shows on the network on on spotify too but do this one first and uh it will help with their algorithms and like i say as as they start rolling more features out we'll start trying to adapt to those features as they as they get going on spotify like i say they they're starting to you know, really heavily invest in the podcast world. And so as a result, I think they're trying to play not necessarily catch up, but try to try to take the lead and be very, very hyper competitive with guys like Apple and stuff like that. I think they kind of already like in terms of listening, they already are. Yes. Um, They're already like blowing everything out of the water. I'm literally just pulling us up to see if you can see the five stars. Cause that was the one thing is that, Mm -hmm. um, you can only do the five stars on a tablet or phone because it has to be through yes. the app. Uh, it can't be through the web player. I don't think it can be through the downloadable computer app either. 
same. Yeah, it's it's the same way. So that one, the, I'm sure that those two, like the the web player and the downloadable app, are going to be one of those things where they'll do those last because their mainly focus is is like on the mobile side, and then they'll they'll adapt it later, you know, type thing. Because obviously, mobile share in terms of internet share is much higher than than desktop share anymore. So but we we are currently sitting at five stars. It just doesn't tell me how many people said so. So yeah, we'll uh, I'll, I'll look into I'll I'll dive more into those into those things uh, for our next episode. Uh, currently, though, we do not have any voicemails or emails. Our voicemail line is eight one eight nine two five six six three one. If you want to leave us a voicemail, Kelly, what's in our next episode, and then uh, we'll wrap this episode okay, up. So we don't have any more online reviews. No, I looked at the uh, I looked at Apple, and there wasn't any on Apple. And uh, I didn't see any on Google either. So Okay. Alrighty. So, yeah. So, next episode is Last Hero Standing. We're going to go through the full event mini. Um, so, it is going to be a longer episode. Um, so, but, you know, I know that we have it scheduled on the calendar for the 27th of January mm-hmm. for recording. But if anything changes, we'll let you guys know. I didn't really write anything about it because... Um, it's a big thing, and I think you ultimately want to tune in and read along with us and discuss it with us. So definitely, yep. hopefully, check back with us on January twenty seventh. Does that sound like a good date? Yes that 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 sounds like a that sounds like the right date. So all right. So with that, we will wrap up the episode there. Want to thank everybody for watching and listening. If you uh, want to follow us on our social medias, you can follow us at Twitter. On Twitter, at Spidey Dude Radio and at Make My Mayday. Facebook.com slash Spidey Network. Also, Instagram.com slash Spidey Network. Uh, you can also follow Kelly on Instagram at KMcDaniel28. Uh, TikTok at Make My Mayday and at Spidey Dude Network. So, and of course, you can find us on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Spidey Dude Radio Network. Thanks again for watching. Thanks again for listening. And on behalf of myself and Kelly, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And we'll see you next time here on Make My Mayday, where we cover Last Hero Standing.